What do we say we're gonna name this thing? Uh, the Mansfields After Dark. Is that it? I'm nervous because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, let's do that. Wait, again. we need a tagline. Maybe we should write it down and then we can read it so that it's a little more fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it should be fancy? I don't know that I've ever listened to a fancy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Mansfields After Dark, where we have conversations about creativity. After we put our kids to bed. From our school bus turned studio in our backyard. I'm Sasquatch Mansfield. And I'm Molly Mansfield. Alright. That's good to me. I think that was pretty good. Okay. Um, how do you want to start this one? Oh, I was thinking you could say, on your podcast, you asked this question, and I thought that was so wonderful. <laughs> what a great question. I thought question this was that, my idea. What a great question that you ask on your podcast. This was my idea. What? This topic. Yeah, because you heard me on my podcast. No. <laughs> Did you, you don't have this question on your podcast. I do. You no, clearly don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I listen to every episode, man. Uh-huh, and, man. But you haven't put out any new episodes lately. Past three That's weeks. That's the problem. Past three weeks, I've put out an episode <laughs> every week. Well... Which I'm you don't have much room to talk. I'm listening to <laughs> a freaking 57 hour long book. So That's I kind of don't have time for a podcast right now. It's okay. You don't have to listen to my podcast. I was just saying, I ask this question on my podcast. <laughs> I but. thought your question is. Oh, wait. There we go. Yeah. You do ask this question. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> All right. So go ahead I guess it was your idea. Yeah, go ahead and start. Um Yeah. So we're talking about uh-huh. a work of art. Yeah. A work of art that has uh changed our lives. Mm-hmm. And today it's your pick, and you picked. Oh. Do you want to say what you picked? Sure. You did not do the intro that I wanted you to <laughs> at all. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, Randy Newman. I have many, but uh, I feel like the latest one to change my life is Randy Newman. Do you want Do you want me to start over and do that again? <laughs> I feel bad now. I don't know why I thought it was my idea. <laughs> it's okay. I I just I love that you're so persistent like nope. <laughs> like I have proof. Um no. We keep on rolling. That's how we do this. Okay. There's no start overs. So, Randy Newman. Yeah. Um, but that's an artist, but you picked his songbook. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. The Randy Newman songbook, mm-hmm. which has multiple volumes. It has three. Yeah. And the one that I'm most familiar with is mm-hmm. volume one. Volume one. Mm-hmm. That has some good songs on it. Yeah. 
but it's kind of offensive. How so? Well, I feel like he he talks about a lot of things that I'm like, what does he mean by this? Uh-huh. And it seems kind of uh not right. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly he writes in a, I think that's what changed my life. Okay. Or my perspective on life is the way that he writes. He has this way of, is he serious or is this like a character or is this like commentary? Or is he trying to be funny, funny, like mean funny? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, give me an example. Well, I kept listening to it, it, to this song, and I started thinking, what is he saying right there? Mm -hmm. Surely he's not saying what I think he's saying. Mm -hmm. And then I actually talked to you about it and you said, yep, he is saying the N word. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. It's not cool, um, but no. <laughs> but it's so the line is talking about uh, he's he's singing a line and but as a redneck, uh huh. Which when so you know he's, you're saying he's in a, he's, he's in character he's in a character of a racist, okay and. You know, I mean, say what you want. I mean, I, that is a word that I'll never say. Um, but there are, there's plenty of, plenty of books and movies and things like that that use that in a character with purpose to, uh, elicit a response or whatever to draw attention to, you know, just to throw you off guard. It's, it's quite a jarring word. It should be a jarring word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's, th- those are a couple of the things that just kind of like, he has the audacity to do something that is like in cancel culture. You know what I mean? But was it cancel culture whenever back then? I mean, when did the when did these albums come out? So, um, the uh, his volumes of of songs, so the the songbook volumes, they they have some stuff from the seventies that he wrote, and then they have contemporary stuff oh. in them too. Okay. And so I'm not sure when he wrote what songs. Yeah. I know, like short people, he wrote way back when. He he wrote a lot of like, um, you know. There's the Toy Story, you got a friend in me. Yeah. On one of them, um, but I know that he. I mean, he continues to write. He's a, a, a really really prolific writer. Um. So yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, even still, to in I think Volume One, Songbook came out in 2010 maybe, mm. and. Like, that 2010 is pretty close to the same culture that we have now. I mean, it's is different. It wasn't as 
extreme of cancel culture, but it was still out there, you know. And to have the audacity to record a song and put it out there in the world and be like, yep. Um, that it shows so much confidence in what he believes and um, that he, even though people might misinterpret it and, and think it to be a, a terrible thing that he's saying, he knows in his heart he's meaning it for good and meaning it as just a slight towards the racists. Because the rest of the song, even though he uses that word, he's putting down everyone. And then there's there's a bridge that's like, um, the black man is free to be put in a cage in New York City, in Chicago, on the west side, on the southwest side. Like, he's 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 commenting on even northern states try to keep keep that culture mm. down keep those people down so it's not he's more of saying by redneck oh he's referring to by it's like, not just the rednecks it's just not just racist. the rednecks but it's, but it's something to get people's attention mm. and then he leads you into this like they're free to be put in a cage and um it's just, yeah, it takes you on a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. But all the while, so singable. It's very catchy. And it's not great because it has the N-word in it, <laughs> you know? And you can't go around singing that. Um, you know, you shouldn't. No. But, but yeah, I think, I think he has a very... Uh, unique songwriting perspective he can write some of the most beautiful like love story um you know beautiful melodies beautiful everything and then he also can write songs that are so political and funny um he just is very well versed in what he can he can put out there yeah so why did you pick this as a work of art that has changed your life? Well, um, there's a couple things. So his way with melody and words, his way with words are very sharp. Like his lyrics are always so cutting. Um, There's no filler in his words unless it's intended to be, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's like it's like a poem uses flowery language because that's the, like the style for most poems is to be flowery and kind of misunderstood a little bit. Um, and so he'll use that on certain areas, but then other areas where he needs to be very direct and to the point, it's like very simple language, very direct, very succinct. And... I think just from a crafts perspective, I think he's um he's pretty impressive mm-hmm. at that side of things. And then also he's I mean, just a brilliant, brilliant piano player. So for me, the way that it changed me was a couple things. Like just to be more 
succinct with my words and and uh, razor sharp with them, and the confidence to do something that you know, like not worry about what culture is going to think about it, not worrying about what your friends might think or your father, you know, grandparents or whatever, just putting the work out there that you believe in and not worrying. Because Randy Newman, although he, you know, he's really successful. Yeah. But not in the way that he wanted to be. Really? Not at all. He wanted to be like Bob Dylan. Mm. He wanted to like be a folk icon. Mm-hmm. And he was to some extent, but definitely not to Dylan's extent or like Arlo Guthrie or anything like that. He he went a different route and started writing scores for movies to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he's done pretty much every score for Pixar that you can think of. Yeah. Like, seriously, everyone. That's crazy. Since Toy Story, basically. Yeah, so that's insane. really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so even continuing to do the stuff that you love, even whenever you don't have the response that you're looking for necessarily. And I think we can all resonate with that of putting work out there and and thinking this is going to slay, (laughs) you know? And then it's just met with like, meh. You're like, come on, this is good work. I am good. Um, and you know, sometimes there are plenty of people, um, What's his name? He's a famous painter. Van Gogh. It's like, this works great. It did not slay back in the day. Yeah. At all. Wrong time. Wrong time. I mean, it was the right time, but... Right time for him. Not for him to be alive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I mean, like, if he... (laughs) His work... I mean, that's one of the reasons it's so influential is the time period that it was. Right. But... If he had been alive later, maybe his work would have been better received during his lifetime. Right. Well, and maybe his work wouldn't have been so influential. Yeah. Because somebody else probably would have done it. Well, because he was he was going against something. Like he was so different. Well, he was just different. doing something different. I don't think yeah, he, he was, was like intentionally going uh, against anything. Uh, for sure. He just had a really different point of view. Yes. And I guess that's what I meant. It was just like his, yeah, it was so different and so not for everyone Mm -hmm. that, or really anyone, um, that that's why it's influential. Like influence doesn't always mean success. Yeah. I mean, like monetary success. Yeah, or even success, like success in your life. You know, like I think we all want some some level of influence, and you might get it, but it might be after you're dead. 
which is real deep. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so you hadn't listened to Everyone Matter Randy Newman. I mean, other than just like me playing. I mean, you play it all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I intentionally like have listened through the first songbook several times. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's really good. So, what do you think about short people? <laughs> the song. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I Is don't. that. Is he just being a bully? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it was a different time. I think uh, I think he was trying to be funny. Mm. I don't really like that song that much. But, man, my my dad loved that song. Really? Yeah, I never knew that it was Randy Newman at all. But he would sing it like, Short people got nobody and or like short people have no reason to live yeah (laughs) and my dad would walk around singing this and i had no i thought it was a song he made up (laughs) i think that's probably why i got so tall (laughs) i was like oh i gotta get tall so my dad thinks i have a reason to live (laughs) I guess it really did change your life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I think he, I think he's he has a very different sense of humor. Very strange person, I think. In a good way. I I I like a lot of what he writes. I really enjoy his more um uh, heartfelt songs. Although, I mean, I also like his, like, there's that one, um, I'm dreaming of a white president. And it's just great. It's so wonderful. It's another one of those songs written in a very, like, it's like in a character or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like commentary on like, oh, yeah. They all have been white, mostly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I th- I don't know when he wrote that song. It might have been before Obama, but yeah, um, I was just assuming it was. Yeah, I think so. I f- think he's really old now. He's a very old man. I think he's upper eighties, maybe. Still playing. Okay. Do you think oh, his voice got, sounds the same? Oh, he's got because jowls. You said that like you didn't um, know. Uh, short people was Randy Newman, but I even like I, before you started, you know, playing his music all the time, I didn't have that much exposure to him other than the movies. But like, I can always identify a Randy Newman song. Really? I mean, one that he's singing like his folk songs. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like he has such a distinct his voice very distinct. first of all, and then the style that goes with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, I mean, that's a talent, you know, just to be able to be so distinct that somebody like me that isn't super familiar would just be able to be like, oh yeah, that's Randy Newman. Right. Yeah. I well, I think those 
the one that I mentioned before and that go hand in hand, the, um, the confidence to put something out there that you believe in and then a very distinct voice, like not just like vocal voice, but you know, like style, um, those have to go hand in hand, uh, in my opinion, but, um, no, his, uh, I, I've listened to a lot of his older albums and I don't like his voice back then. Like, oh, is it different? Like the, um, no, well, his, his style voice has stayed consistent, but his, his like voice voice, like his, <laughs> his singing voice, singing, yeah, his singing, um, I don't know when I love, there's just something that I love. Like I love John Prine in his older age too. It's just like so wonderful. Well, that's what I was wondering. Does he have like an old man voice? Yes, he does. Okay. So is that what we're hearing on the songbook? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's so much better than his earlier stuff. Okay. His earlier stuff, he was like kind of up higher um, in the register and and just, I don't know, it just sounds like everybody else kind of, but w- w- whenever he just like embraced his, his old manness, mm. man, I've said this before, but I cannot wait to get old just so that I can have that, just that voice. I love it. That's when you're going to like be a musician. I think, I think so. when you're an I, old man. I think when I turn like <laughs> 65, 70, I'm going to start writing music. Nice. Or maybe not start writing music, start recording music. Yeah. I'll have written music all the way up until then. <laughs> <laughs> I got 40 years worth of music behind me. <laughs> then you'll have some good ones in there. I will have some good ones. For I love, sure. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah. And come out with a real banger and then die. <laughs> Hopefully you're not going to die when you're 70. I won't die when I'm 70. Mark my words. Thanks. Yep. Um, but uh, what were we talking about? Randy Newman still. Um, you, okay. you asked about his voice. Oh, go ahead. Well, what about... Um, we have to talk about the song "Coming Home" or some. I don't know the names of songs. I just oh, perfect. You know, know some lyrics mm-hmm. out of them. I know what song you're talking about. Okay. Feels like home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're a great interviewer, <laughs> and now it's your turn. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of my. Probably one of my favorite songs. He wrote that for uh, Bonnie Wright. Right? Riot? Rate. Bonnie Rate. I think that? that's how you pronounce her name. She's like a kind of a country singer. And he wrote it for her. And the backstory of it is real crazy. Apparently he wrote it. Oh, please don't ruin this song for me. Okay, never mind. And so he wrote this beautiful song. And... Uh, <laughs> Do you want to go know ahead? You, you have to tell it well, now. So he but said, I just am afraid. Bonnie gave him some direction of that it's like, and I'm going to butcher this. 
I can't remember. It's like she wanted it to be a song sung to like some uh, some spirit or like this like essence of a, I don't know. I can't remember. It was like, it was basically like she was talking to Satan or something in this weird way. Mm -hmm. But I don't really see how that could work with the lyrics. And I don't know if maybe he was just, because Randy Newman is a jokester. And so in this interview that I watched about that song, he was saying like, it's crazy the links that I have to go to write a love song. I, you know, I wrote this, this, you know, Bonnie told me that it was between her and Satan. And then I had to, I had to fill in those gaps. So I, now that I'm saying it out loud, I think, <laughs> I think he's probably joking. Okay. Because there's no way. Who knows? I mean, Who that's kind knows? of how, what we've been saying as songs. It's like, yeah, I have no idea. You don't really know what he means, but he's trying to say something. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You well, just don't know how to take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the, it's it's such beautiful language in it. And like, I take it as a love song. Yeah. F- to you. This is what I think of it as. You know? Uh, the lyrics of, uh, there's something in your eyes that makes me want to lose myself. Make me want to lose myself in your arms. It's very good feel that and then the, the chorus is feels like home to me feels like home to me it's good yeah it's a it's a really really beautiful song super super nothing gross about it at all yeah <laughs> we've we've been talking about is like a little bit more um uh controversial side but i mean there's so many songs that are just killer that one, and then, um, yeah, Ma- uh, Marie is also such a beautiful love song. We had said that we should make that, or we should change our song to I that one. I think we should. <laughs> because From um, Iron and Wine's cover of the Postal Service. Such Great Heights. Yeah. I think that I, I condone this. I mean, I when feel I hear like that song, it takes me back to when we were teenagers. And so I like that aspect of it. But I do think that Feels Like Home is more mature, appropriate for our relationship. I, I Here's what I, I like think. It. Here's a hot take. Okay. Everybody that's married every 10 years. You pick get, a new song. You get to pick a new song. Because guess I what? I like this. Guess what? I don't like what I liked ten years ago most of the time. Yeah, but I still like. I mean, Iron and Wine. No, I love Iron and Wine, but like, you know, your tastes change, and so what if you picked a really terrible song, <laughs> like "My Heart Will Go On" or something? <laughs> that would be really sad. I yeah, that's not then the song to pick. You have to, to live pick. with that song for the rest of your life. Yeah, for sure. No, you get to. Well, one, you just make up your own rules. Don't you don't have to. I like to your I, I like your idea. Thank you. 
I wonder what we're going to pick Ten when we're in now. our 40s. Oh, it'll probably be another Randy Newman song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, it, that it's just a, um, that's what I'm talking about with like such sharp words, you know? Okay. Little, just tilt your microphone up to your face. Okay. Perfect. Is that better? Well, no. There it is. Perfect. Okay. Inside, Sorry. Inside baseball. No problem. <laughs> well, I, you had started, like, saying, like, quote, using the lyrics from that song and singing that song um, for a little while. And I didn't really, it didn't connect in my brain what it meant until I read A Wrinkle in Time. Oh my gosh. Which we're going to be talking about sometime very soon. Okay, yes. But yeah. So when I read that book and I identified with multiple of the characters, but really enjoyed Calvin at the beginning of the book and him just being um, like not having a place being in like this really big family and um, just not feeling a sense of belonging any in any of his circles even though he was like smart and played on played basketball and he was tall and he nice. was like kind of successful yeah super handsome but um then he he met Meg and um what's his name her brother yeah whatever. i mean we'll cover all of this whenever and he said like something like I've never been to your house before, but I have the funniest feeling that I'm going home. Yeah. And that was when I understood what this Randy Newman song means because it's a place. It's not, I guess I was thinking more of like, it feels like home. I guess I was thinking more of just like, the idea of home being like maybe comfortable or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it means so much more. It means to be home with somebody. It doesn't just mean that you're comfortable around them or that you would enjoy being there, but it means that you belong yeah, and like you are connected and belong to each other. Right. And you have somebody that loves you and cares about you Mm -hmm. and you also love and care about them. Yeah. Yeah. There's that other, um, lyric and I, I might miss, mess this up because I don't have lyrics in front of me. It's just memory. Um, uh, that's in that song and it's, um, do you know how lonely, my life has been and how long I've been waiting for your touch, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, just this 
you know, this like idea of being surrounded by people and family, but still lacking, you know, a, the friendship that is one that the, where the person really understands you and really accepts you for like rejoices in your strengths yeah. and in your beauty, but also accepts you for all of your ugliness too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, and I think that is what, what's so wonderful about finding someone that you want to just, you know, legit spend the rest of your life with is because no matter how great your parents are, you don't want to spend the rest of your life with them. You know, it's just like, no, thanks. Like, please let me go. And, and a lot of times, I mean, the, do you know how lonely my life has been line? Um, I mean, we met when I was 14, so it's not like a crazy long time. But, I mean, we did have, we moved every two years. Like, I never had any friends. It was just me and my brother that were friends. And so, it was pretty lonely. And so, I mean, I think that's why that song resonates so hardcore with me, is that it was really, yeah, it, and I, and so, like, another another artist that changed my life is Elliot Smith for the same reason that Randy Newman puts things into words that I don't have the words for yet and, and gives me a voice that I can sing those words. Mm -hmm. And for, for Elliot Smith, it was when I was younger and quite depressed, like, he gave me words that I could sing about my depression and it took the power away from the depression a little bit. Mm. <laughs> it was, it was also like a camaraderie of like, man, he knows what I'm going through. Yeah. Just, I'm not alone. Yeah. Right. And I'm not and the then, only one in the world experiencing this. Right. And then for Randy, it's more of aspirational of, man, I, I need to get like that with my words because I want I want to be able to convey things like that to like, what if I just walked around and talked to you like that all the time? <sighs> That'd be so insane. We would get nothing done. <laughs> you would just be like swoon <laughs> jelly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, oh, Randy, it, it's, it's just, oh, there's the, um, just to keep on going on about what I like about him, um, there's a, um, there's a song, there's multiple songs that, like you said before, is he joking? Is it serious? Is it not? And, um, I've heard this song and, ah. Uh, a couple shows, I think. I, I can't remember where I've heard it, but thought, like they were LA based shows. And he has this song that's called uh, I Love LA. And it 
the stuff that he mentions in it, you're just kind of like, are you serious? Or, because like, <laughs> he'll say something, he's like, I love it. Blah, 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 blah. I love it. Homeless people on Melrose, I love it. It's like, is this real? Like, you know, yeah. and I just, I like that ambiguity of, yeah, maybe I, he leaves a lot up to the listener to decide. Mm. And I think that's, that's a very, one, it goes back to the voice and the, the confidence. I think he's a storyteller. He's very much a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one. Oh, so the songbook is a great album, but he has a live in London album too. And it's mixed in with just stories like, you know, he'll, he'll go on for like five or 10 minutes, a lot like Todd Snyder, you know, mm -hmm. and he's just hilarious. And that's like, I, I was a fan, but then whenever, I think whenever I listened to that album, I was, I, the, I got a deeper meaning and deeper like understanding of who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think he is, I think his songs are very, um, very, definitely very narrative. Yeah. 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 Like, um, what is that? Uh, that one, like my life is good. Yeah. Where he's talking about, you know, <laughs> my maid, she, she does the laundry. She does the blah, blah, blah. She even wrote this song for me. It's pretty good. Check this out. <laughs> he like plays this crazy like on piano. He's like, yeah. It's just, you know, it's fun storytelling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're totally right. He's a really good storyteller. Mm. Well, and that's what good folk musicians are, right? Yeah. Like Woody Guthrie. Come gather round, young children, a story I must tell about pretty boy Floyd the outlaw. Oklahoma knew him well. I love Woody Guthrie. Me too. So good. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just all story. And, and stories are powerful. All of those guys, um, you know, Woody Guthrie, um, Bob Dylan, Randy Newman, all, all that, all that gang, they were all very much involved. Uh, Nina Simone, they're all very involved in the, you know, uh, a very, a very like political force. A very, um, they combated things that they didn't like. Like uh, Woody Guthrie on his banjo. What was it? Um, this this machine kills fascists. I think is his. Mm. It was on his banjo. Um, you know, and, um, Bob Dylan, Woody was his idol and, um, yeah. So it, I think, it, I think it just shows the power of story in songwriting. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah. And the power of art. Very much so. To bring change. Um, mm -hmm to culture and to end like even, you know, what you were saying with, um, 
earlier about like Elliot Smith and Randy, um, just, yeah, I don't know. It has, it has so much power to, um, make you see, to bring to light things that you weren't aware of and, um, make you see things differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Elliot Smith's storyteller too, you know, there's, um, follow me down to the Rose Parade. I, that was like one of the biggest ones that stood out to me as a kid. Um, and there's, you know, it's like, follow me down to the Rose Parade and then he goes through all this stuff and like the trumpet, which Elliot Smith played trumpet in high school band. And so it's kind of autobiographical. He's like, trumpet's obviously been drinking because he's messing up every single line. Mm. Um, which is like, you know, it, there's a story in there. There's a lot of questions of like, how does he know? Like he clearly knows music because he's messing up lines and like, yeah. And then as you d- dive deeper into their story, it's like, oh, he was writing this about him. Um, and then, yeah, and then um, the change, the change is so powerful. It's so awesome. I I mean, I think, you know, whenever you think to like the civil rights movement, so many songs, so many songs. And, and then like for um, when uh, Black Lives Matter like started really popping um, years ago, uh, their, their theme was a Kendrick Lamar song. It's like we have these, these um, mantras that we can all get behind and, and feel part of something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And that's what art does. Yeah. It draws people together and, and, and creates community mm. out of, well, well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm so glad you um, picked this and I'm excited to, listen more closely to the other songbooks as well but I didn't know I had like it uh it really threw me off guard I was like what are you gonna pick and Mm. you and you came back and said um the Randy Newman songbooks and I was like whoa did not see that coming yeah left field yeah and now I know I'm full of surprises (laughs) Do you, you don't know me. Do you want to um, talk about your story thing that you're doing? Oh. Okay. We didn't uh, plan on doing that, but since we have been talking about uh, oh. storytelling, the sure. power of storytelling. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you do, you did this on purpose. I think there are storytellers. No, I just okay. thought of it as we were kept like talking about stories. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm doing this eight-week thing. It's over on my Instagram and also on the YouTubes. And I'm just talking about story and um, coming up with exercises to help 
tell better stories because even if you're a painter, a writer, photographer, you know, my mom, whatever, <laughs> like you, you the sto better storytelling will just make your life better and enhance everyone will want to be around you more. Like, you know, that guy, <laughs> we have a friend. Yeah. His name is JB. We've talked about him before. We have, have we? On this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because he is a real good storyteller. He will never listen to this. I don't think he even knows how to podcast. And if he does, he'll be so flattered. Yeah, you're welcome, JB. <laughs> you put a hole in my house. Um, <laughs> that's a story for later. Um but, you know, we all have those people around us that it's just like, I don't care what he's talking about. This is great. Oh, this is so but wonderful. But the things that JB talks about. They're also uh, pretty great. Well, I was going to say, I'm not really interested. I, I mean, if somebody else was talking about that topic, I would not be interested. Oh, sure. Yes. But he, like, catches my attention and keeps me captivated. I don't care what he's talking about. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. He's, well, I mean, country people just have a way of just talking, talking stories. But yeah, so every week uh, on the Wednesday, I'm doing um, just a new, new thing. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to tell me that you're doing it. It's just there. And you can do it if you want to. Um. Yeah, it's honestly creating this little workshop has made me a better storyteller and like able to see story better, like so much clearer than I ever have. And I've, I feel like I've been pretty good at paying attention to story for a while. Um, so just if nobody does it, but it's just for me, that was super this helpful. A success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm enjoying it. But uh, I don't know how to get out of this thing that I'm talking about now. So please help me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think we're done. 